0: what's up what's up guys welcome to another show man bet us show nba pigs monday through friday man it's friday it's payday we're trying to get some cash man uh, just like we're working a nine to five right man i'm your host jay money this is my guy josh as well as my guy alex christensen as well what's up with you newt everything cool with you my brother
1: it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's Friday. It's been a long day of talking about basketball and tennis. I know that people aren't necessarily here for tennis, but the Australian Open starts Sunday night, and I love it. It's every night, seven o'clock. There's tennis. I fall asleep on the couch, wake up at four in the morning. There's still
0: tennis on. It's fantastic. Yeah, if I was watching, I would definitely that would definitely put me to sleep, man. But baseball <laughs> puts me to sleep as well, man. So, uh, but what's up with you, Josh? Everything cool with you, my brother? How you doing?
2: Everything's alright man, everything's alright this side of the world uh, Tough tough couple of weeks for me in the NBA actually Good market positions, not great results, been that kind of season unfortunately But uh, we just keep chugging away, keep doing what we can do And that'll flip in due time I think
0: Exactly, no, I'm right there with you on that Josh Don't worry man, we're cashing today uh, We got three really good games that we're about to break down for you guys And we're trying to, we've got best bets as well but we're trying to get some cash here guys So let's go ahead and take a look at that best bet record before we get into these games uh, obviously, it hadn't been the best year so far, guys, but we'll, we'll get there, man. Total of 439 plays. We're sitting at 206 and 20, uh, 229 uh, and four pushes in that one, guys. So not too long of a way to go, but we still have a way to go to get to some positive uh, plus EV for you guys, man. So uh, let's try to get to some cash here today. I always say it starts today, right? starts right now. The time is now for us to get to, the, to this money and to these wins, guys. Let's go over here to the first game up. We're going to the streets of San Antonio. Here, guys. Really great game here. Believe it's going to break a uh, record attendance for an NBA game in this one. Spurs getting eight and a half points here versus the Warriors. There are some nines out there as well. If you like to shop around, always make sure you're getting the best uh number as well, guys. But two under over and under sitting at 243 and a half in this one, guys, as we keep talking about it, it's going up. This game is being played in a dome in this one, um, Alex. I know you have an official play on this game, or both of you guys do, but Alex, how you looking at this game? You think that they're that the that the shooting could be awful? A little bit here, playing in a in a dome arena in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty
1: fun idea here by San Antonio. Um, I think it was either last season or the season before the Warriors and Spurs set the G League record for their G League teams. Now this season, the 50th anniversary of the San Antonio Spurs, um, you know, not their best season, but to kind of honor them and sort of pay that favor back, the Warriors agreed to come play in um, the Alamo Dome, basically with the University of Texas. San Antonio plays all their games, and anybody who's a big college basketball fan knows one of the easiest bets you can make, some of the easiest money you can find find all year is first half unders in those first round games because teams get into these big spacious domes and anybody that's played ball knows sight lines are important you've got to be able to see how far away you are from stuff and you've got those clear backboards now all of a sudden the fans are further away the lighting is different the spacing is different there's way more people I know you know basketball is basketball but it takes a while for these players to adapt to this and it's not like anything they really experience I think it might look a little bit like um, you know we came out of the bubble and teams finally started playing with fans again for the first quarter First half of this game, I think things are going to be really clunky here. And then and then it gets going. I mean, it should be a comfortable win here by Golden State. They're finally healthy with everybody here. But, yeah, the total is ticked up to 244. Um, Again, I see you shaking it exactly every time I say but, that. Well, that that's... team wins by 25 points. But I stick to the total. You know what I mean? First half under seems almost too easy. Give me first half under 125 and what should be a slow start.
0: No, Alex, you made some great points there. I am a basketball player as well, and it makes a huge difference the sidelines. You know, you nailed it right there. Uh, I I wouldn't be on this. I wouldn't be surprised if the. Um first quarter and first half went under as well some team total owners as well now the Spurs do like to get a lot of their points coming um, inside the paint the Warriors though they're the team that loves shooting the three ball and they're all. it, it, it doesn't matter even if they're playing in regular Spurs arena here the, the Warriors spent seven straight games in their home arena now they're going on the road for their first um, so it doesn't matter really, really what gym they're in they could be off we know that story that Curry and Wiggins are coming back right um, a little rusty here but I was just saying that Josh probably want to hear that you're saying uh, the Warriors here on the, were comfortable there. I think Josh liking the Spurs in this one. Josh, how you looking at this game, my okay? guy?
2: Uh, You you guys have covered everything I had to say. There's really nothing else I can add. I don't like the Spurs. I just, I really don't like the Warriors in this spot. And for the reasons that you guys said as well, like, you know, this is a team that loves to shoot the basketball. You're throwing them in a dome in a completely sort of different uh, environment to what these guys would be used to playing in in the regular season in particular. And uh, like Alex said, we saw it, you know, when, when teams returned to playing basketball after COVID into empty arenas and guys were literally shooting air balls from corner three and they couldn't find their range consistently and we were looking at some of the worst three-point shooting splits for the first couple of weeks that they were back as well uh, in quite some time in the modern nba so uh, i can see all of that again coming to the fore here especially early on and uh, i'll be playing in unders at some point as well it looked like it was going to steam overs before i went to bed it did just that Uh, i'm happy for the market to keep pushing this number up as high as they like Uh, i'm you know i'll buy back now i'll probably buy back again uh, closer to tip off as well if they are going to keep driving this even higher so uh, I like the unders a lot, first quarter, first half, uh, you know, probably full game as well. And like I said with Spurs, like Jay said, I, I, I like that the Spurs are going to be the team that tries to play downhill and get to the basket. That's what they do, uh, especially in transition. And they're going to have transition opportunities because the Warriors turn the basketball over more than anyone else. Uh, you know, we, we know that with Jordan Poole and with Steph Curry in particular, both those guys can be a little bit careless and reckless. So a lot of live turnovers, I think, for them to work off. And then, of course, the flip side, the Warriors shooters might take quite a bit of time uh, to try and find any sort of rhythm in this environment. So uh, I think the Spurs can keep it close. I think they're absolutely live, especially in the early goings of this one. Uh, And I think that the total is just far too high for me in a very unique environment where points could be at a premium, especially in the early goings.
0: Yeah, and don't look now. The Spurs have covered five straight games. Uh, seven of the past eight and eight of the last ten. So they've only won three of their last ten, but eight and two against the spread, they're covering spreads for for us betters, right? We don't care about them winning games straight up. And this is another one where I'm, I'm not sure there should be that the Warriors should be laying eight and a half, nine points as well first game on the road, being a shooting team. This being 50th celebration for the Spurs, I, I agree with you there, Josh. I can only look to the Spurs. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they won this game outright. And like you guys are saying as well, with Alex already with the official with the first half under, This could possibly be a trifecta underspot, man, because I know first quarter, first half, I don't see these guys coming out here shooting the lights out, no matter whether the pace is there or not. Um, I don't see the Warriors hitting those threes, and I wouldn't be surprised if the full game got there as well. I was kind of surprised. This one opened, I believe, 240, up to 244. Uh, I don't agree with it, to be honest with you guys. And I don't play totals, but I know that as a basketball player, Warriors probably won't be in sync at least to start this game. Josh rocking with the uh, Spurs here, plus the 8.5. My guy uh, uh, Alex here rocking with first half under, uh, 125.5. Man, that's a high number there, man. I, cause I, both of those are casting, in my opinion. I think you guys are going 2-0 on this one, guys. Head over here to the streets of Chicago here, guys. we got the Bulls. Land four and a half points here at the house versus the Oklahoma City Thunder in this one. Over and under sitting at 233 and a half. These guys are playing, these two teams are playing in a regular arena here today. Bulls likely without the Rosen still here, Alex. Uh, the Thunder, I, this third game in four nights, coming off that back to back versus Philadelphia. The, I wouldn't be surprised if they rested somebody here. I know no one's on the injury report, at least right now, but don't be surprised if SGA something like that pops up here, Alex. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with
1: that. And it's part of kind of my handicap here. I'm looking at a Thunder team total under. I know the Bulls have not been the best defensive team in the NBA and at times the worst but they're happy to play at a slow pace and the Thunder here in what should be a, just a brutal rest spot. It's a back-to-back. It's the third game in four nights from them. And, you know, kudos to them for absolutely kicking the crap out of my Sixers last night. But all those starters played a lot of minutes, 35 for SGA, I think 38, 39 for Dort. Um, definitely a, a possibility that we see um, SGA limited or sit tonight. And even if he plays, I think that these teams is just going to be exhausted. The Bulls, again, happy to play at a slow pace, happy to just kind of take the lead here and showed maybe a little bit of value on the Bulls in the under, but this Thunder team total under, again, put the two together, looks really nice to me. It's 114 and a half. I had this closer to 112, so give me a Thunder team total under tonight.
0: You're on mute. I think on the back-to-back as well that they don't have to announce their um, injury report as well until later, right, um, guys? So, Josh, how are you looking yeah. at this game, my God? Do you think that the Bulls, um, do you think some guys get ruled out here for the Thunder?
2: Yeah, I almost played the bulls basically for for that reason. I think that there is a chance they do end up sitting people closer to tip off. Um, we've seen it from OKC in particular, especially on these road back to back situations. So um, I would anticipate that they're going to be shorthanded to some extent here. Uh, and even if they're not, like Alex said, it's just a really unfavorable spot for them. Um, starters having to play such large minutes, and you know, it's an offense that thrives in being able to sort of play in transition, play downhill. Uh, And, you know, when you don't have your legs behind you, it's difficult to try and and execute that sort of level of offense and to maintain it for a full 48 minutes. So that'll allow Chicago to get back into half-court sets. Their transition defense is terrible. Their half-court defense, it's not great, but it's better than their transition defense. And, you know, if they're able to sort of get into those half-court sets, slow the game down, I think it's going to suit them favorably. So I also lean towards the Bulls covering for that exact reason. I know that Chicago loves to play down to their opposition. That's just what they do. Uh, Not just this season, but in in seasons gone by as well. Um, But, you know, again, it's just everything lines up for them really well here. And that number could be short for a couple of different reasons, um, especially if the Thunder do end up missing a couple of pieces come tip off.
0: Yeah, that's a good point in that one, man. My guy, uh, Alex, rocking with the first. uh, What you going with? Thunder, team total under in this one. Um, under 114.5. And, a half. and that, one, that, that number could really disappear if some guys are ruled out. Um, keep an eye on Dort, Giddy, and SGA. I always like to look at when players play a high number of minutes as well. They know they have a game the next day. Those are the guys that, I mean, don't be surprised if you see them on the injury report. So just keep an eye on the injury report if you do like anything with the Thunder, or even if you've been to team total under, because you definitely want to get the best of the number, guys. Head over here to the next game. Going to the streets of L.A. here, guys. Major revenge spot here for the Clippers. The team got smoked, man. I've They were down 82 to 41 that game, just absolutely getting doubled up. Now they're laying two and a half. It's up to four now. Jokic, he was um, unlikely to play uh, in this one. I kind of kind of knew that he wasn't going to play in this one, especially with Risk. especially only taking five shots, missed a couple of free throws last game. Over and under sitting at 224 in this game here, Josh. I know we're rocking with Clippers in the money line. Um, I'll be honest. I wouldn't even talk people off laying the four with the Clippers here without Jokic. Obviously the MP, MVP here, he's He's literally like 90% of the offense. They still have ballers over there, right? But this guy does everything for him. He's a point center out there. The offense, in my opinion, is going to look totally different without him. I think the Clippers smash him here by double digits here, Uh, Point. What are we doing here, Josh?
2: Yeah, I think he officially got ruled out just as we went live as well. So that's why that number's already climbed. Might even climb a little bit more. Um, But, you know, like you said, this offense just – is played entirely through Jokic when he's on the floor. uh, And they're going to have to adjust in a pretty big way now. And I don't think that they're going to be prepared for that in a one-game situation where they're on the road for just this single game and then they head straight back home again where they've been extremely dominant. They've struggled on the road as well to find the same level of consistency offensively as it is than what they have at home. So, you know, there's just a lot working for the Clippers here. Post-game, after the, the Clippers got absolutely humiliated in Denver, um, Ty Lue sort of immediately pointed out that they played the, the Nuggets a week later and said, you know, <laughs> we're about to find out exactly what this team is made of and whether we have it in us. Uh, so, you know, they, they've certainly circled it uh, straight away. And, and I think what we saw last game from them as well, having snapped their, their losing streak at long last against Dallas, was probably the best version of the Clippers we've seen in, in well over a month, I think. Uh, the team looks to be a little bit more engaged in particular with his rotations was a lot more on point in that game. And I think he's at a point where he sort of realizes as well, it's time to just start playing the guys that I think uh, are going to be important for us in the playoffs and getting reps for those te- uh, for those players, getting those guys that fit alongside each other. So I actually think the Clippers are a buy team in this next week or two. The market going to be particularly low on them. So uh, starting off with this game here, I grabbed that money line when it did open at minus four with Jokic officially out. I still think that's playable for me. Uh, You know, I think that number should be higher, especially being played in la and uh the nuggets offense like we all can agree i think is just going to be in a situation where they're going to be trying to figure things out on the fly and i don't think you really want to be doing that against the clippers team who as long as they're locked in defensively they should be able to contain whatever it is that the throws at them
0: yeah no i'm right there with you man i already got a haircut the other day uh in this one alex uh it's hey this what are, are we like the clippers here alex could you talk us off in any type of way
1: No, I guess the only thing I'd have to say to be complete devil's advocate is every time there's a clear injury spot winner like this for the last two weeks, um, the team with missing everybody just crushes. Um, You go back and look last night again, the Thunder is big underdog to the Sixers they go out and absolutely thrash Philadelphia. It was two nights ago, you had Phoenix unload on the Golden State Warriors. So outside of another aberrant performance, it seems to be kind of the new NBA at this point, Uh, everything is pointing towards us for the Clippers. Um, They're the better team. I mean, even if everybody's healthy, the Clippers would be favored in this spot. I think that um, having finally some lineup stability has been great for Tyloo. Like Josh mentioned, he's settled in our few lineups that he really likes and uh, really knows how to get this team keyed up for big games. And this is a big game, even without Jokic, you want to get this win over a Nuggets team that maybe you'll be competing for with seeding come down the the road here when we get a little closer to the playoffs. So um, everything points to the Clippers tonight, and I think you guys will be just fine.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I'm right there with you. I played. Uh, we played the money line earlier here today, guys. So uh, myself and Josh, on Clippers money line here, official. But I'll, uh, we both agree as well. If you're seeing this at four, hell, I still like the Clippers there. I fully believe they win this game by double digits. Either they'll win by double digits or they'll lose by double digits. So you're not really going to overlook the Nuggets when you just got smoked by 40 points. Um, the whole starting five could be out. They want to hammer these guys whenever they can. Jokic or Nuggets, it makes it a little bit better for us, in my opinion, man. Let's go over here, uh, get to the Q&A section here guys and it will go over some best bets in this one guys. First question up here my guy Doug- Douglas Gear here says can, uh, can Sabonis reach his points plus rebounds uh total over 35 and a half tonight Josh. Sorry,
2: 100. you're playing the Houston Rockets at home, um you most certainly can. I think you know, he's going to have very little <laughs> resistance on the inside there. There's no reason why he can't. The only reason he doesn't is if this blows out really early and they, you know, give him an early night off and he Doesn't have to play the final quarter. But, uh, yeah, there's there's nothing that suggests that Houston can get any sort of stops inside. They're the worst um, you know, rim protection defense. They give up a ton of offensive rebounds. They're not a great offensive rebounding team themselves. So, yeah, his rebound props, I think, alone will probably be a good look. His points plus rebounds, again, I couldn't talk you off it at all. I think that's absolutely on point barring some sort of blowout.
0: That's a good point there. What do you think, Alex? You think Sabonis can go over over his points here?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be nobody on the Houston Rockets playing
0: defense anywhere near the rim.
1: Shingun has been really good offensively, defensively, not Um, giving
0: up a lot of overs to guys like Sabonis. So I think that's a great look tonight. That's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, Next question up in the chat, man, my guy John says, any opinions on the Knicks Wizards tonight, Alex?
1: I've been waiting to hear what's going to happen with Kristaps Porzingis he's mm-hmm. questionable right now. If it looks like he's going to play as soon as he's announced in, I'm happy to grab this Wizards team that continues to chug along. You know, We've talked about it a couple times already. Uh, Bradley Beal is a nice player for this team to have. They're probably better with him, but in terms of the market rating, in terms of what you're doing from a spread perspective, doesn't really move the needle that much. This Wizards team has been really solid, so you know, as four-point underdogs here at home to a New York Knicks team, if Porzingis is announced in and this is still plus three or something in that range,
0: I'm happy to grab the Wizards. That's a good point there, Josh. What do you think here? Um, the Wizards, I believe they lost the last couple that they faced off the Knicks last year. Um, you think They have been playing a little bit better. I think Gafford and Porzingis, they didn't play the last game. I, you need to know what's up with both of them, and I believe I saw Monte Morris on there as well, Josh. How are you looking at this game?
2: Yeah, uh, that's basically, <laughs> I agree with Alex, but it, uh, just furthering it to what you said, Gafford and Monte Morris, questionable. I, I would need both of those in. I, I need the Wizards basically uh, to have as close to that starting lineup outside of Beal because as soon as you get multiple starters out, the Wizards really do uh, drop off in a pretty big way there. So uh, the last thing I need to be relying on is Taj Gibson playing 30 minutes tonight uh, against you know Mitchell Robinson in that front court. So um, if we get everyone available for Washington and like Alex said, that number still sits at three, three and a half maybe if we're lucky, then I think that's a great buy spot for the Wizards. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I, I couldn't talk people off of playing in Knicks first quarter or first half just because of how they come out aggressively to start games. Whereas I think the Wizards second half um, can make a run similar to what they did against Chicago as well, presuming they do have everyone available. So for me, yeah, Monte Morris as well as Christos Pozingas, Daniel Gafford need to be in.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you yeah too many injury questions for that one right now to bet in that one, guys. Uh, Next question up, my guy Rick White in the chat. We already answered the Sabonis over points. He says, do you like McCullum over points going up against the Pistons tonight? Alex, what do you think about CJ going off in D-Town?
1: Sure, it should be okay. I guess my only concern is there maybe it's a little bit of a blowout. He doesn't play too many minutes Mm. at the end of the game, but there's not really anybody that's going to be stopping him tonight. (laughs) So um, lean towards the over there, but um, just make sure –
0: You know, pray for the game to be close so he's getting his full minute load. That's a good point. That's all. You always worry about that as well in the possible blowouts. Josh, what do you think? Um, Do you think that, first do you think that it would even get there to a blowout? Do you think C.J. goes off here tonight?
2: I think he will. I think he'll have his way. Um, you know, scoring scoring guards in general, sorry, against Detroit seem to do pretty well. Which I mean, anyone that can score the basketball does pretty well against Detroit these days. Uh, McCollum shooting the ball really well from beyond the arc as well. If he can keep that consistency going here as well, uh, that number's still pretty favorable, given that his usage has taken quite a big jump forward with Zion and Brandon Ingram both still out.
0: That's a, great, that's a great point here, man. Last question. My guy, Brian Spielberg, in the, in the uh, chat here says, teams playing the same opponent two straight games seem to have the same outcome. Example, Spurs cover twice versus Memphis. Raptors cover uh, versus Hornets, uh, and so on and so on. Alex, do you think that there's some merit there? If you cover once and you play again, that you can cover again. Um,
1: I think so. I'd have to go back and look. I think last season, this wasn't necessarily the case. I haven't necessarily been tracking it so far this year. I know last year it was kind of a one-on-one situation, but um, given the way teams have been managing their schedules, it kind of makes sense to me the way that the look at this thing going, well, whatever, we're going to come in here. That's the result. Let's get out of here and get on with the rest of it. Um, You've seen teams rest a little bit more there and it makes sense, right? I mean, you go ahead and look at some of these playoff games. These teams play each other multiple times. The better team is is usually going to be the team that uh, covers the spread. And there's no reason, again, the first game they should do it. The second game, it's it makes sense to me, but it feels fairly anecdotal. So I'd need to run some numbers.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point there, Josh. What do you think about this one? Um, I, me personally, I like to look at like the revenge spot. I like to look at the guy, the team that uh, mainly that lost the first one, uh, in my opinion. But it is a little bit different when they're catching a boatload. But I, I think it's a little it's a different question when you're when it's a close spread and you have to win the game than where it's like 11. Because like the Spurs game, they lost both games but they covered both of them. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot. I think you have to take it situation by situation. What do you think about that question? The back to back uh, home and home spots, Josh.
2: Yeah, like Alex said last season, it was almost just an auto play the other way, right? They were splitting games straight up and against the spread in these spots. Um, whereas, you know, the consistency is that the better team is getting the job done on both occasions. Uh, but at the same time, it does come down to, you know, what sort of number and range we're talking about here like you said, Jay. And I think that this is probably one of those cases where uh, the Kings are absolutely <laughs> going to win this again. They're not going to drop a home game to Houston. Um, but that number has climbed up a little bit as well. Uh, I think that they still probably have enough in them offensively. But at the same time, I mean, the fourth quarter of the last game, the Houston Rockets were leading by a point. Um, and then, you know, they closed out on some ridiculous 17-2 to run or something of that nature um, in order to, to, to pull away. So, you know, maybe Houston could... Can- yeah, exactly. Ensure the loss. So uh, Houston could be feisty enough. If you like the Rockets, I'd probably take them first half. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. an angle I've sort of set for a few people now for a couple of weeks. Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, if you like them, take them first half when they're playing and they're feisty because the second half, the wheels fall off in a pretty big way and they make sure that they don't come away with a W. So I, I think that we can get it done easily. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look back at the numbers as to how consistent, um, you know, favorites are in covering the spread in these sort of quick uh, back-to-back situations. But yeah, I I think you might be onto something there. You just have to dig a little bit deeper. I haven't had the chance to do it.
0: Exactly. I think it's real situational, in my opinion, based on the spread as well. Sometimes it's not always the same arena. Sometimes they play literally the home and home as well, like uh, home team this one, and now you're the road team in that one. So, But I can't tell you this. If you'd like to save your sanity, stay away from the Houston Rockets unless you're betting against them. Just trust me on that, man. It's not uh, – even if they cover some spreads or win some games, it's not a winning proposition. Um, so if you don't want to be pulling your hair out, stay away from it. They are not a real basketball team. They do not have a real coach. So I just wanted to say that, guys. But uh, that's enough for the Q&A segment of that one, guys. Let's go ahead and get to our best bets um, in this one, guys. We broke down our top games, gave out our top bets. Top picks. Now let's go ahead and recap in this one. My guy, Josh, rocking with the Spurs, plus the eight-and-a-half And a half that one. cannot talk about that clip. Couldn't talk about the Clippers' money line whatsoever because I bet that as well, man. I'm on the Clippers in this one. Couldn't talk you off minus four. We need the Clips here tonight uh, in a big way. My guy, Alex, rocking with Warrior Spurs, first half under, 125-and-a-half. Love that play as well. And the Thunder, team total under, 114-and-a-half. You cannot spell Thunder. Without the under, man. I, I believe my guy Alex knows that, and he comes on here and cashes those unders with the thunder as well, man. But um, that's the show today, guys. I'm um, your host, Jay Money, man, for my guy Josh, for my guy Alex Christensen as well. We appreciate everybody for watching. Hit the like button, subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff, man. Check us out. Bad US uh, NBA show every single day, Monday through Friday, man. Bring you out, guys, with the NBA picks. We will be back on Monday. Let's get paid today, guys. We're out. Let's get some cash.